0: They're moving yeah. so fast, They're, they and they have the curse of knowledge, and I'll, I'll quit saying they. We have the <laughs> curse of knowledge, right? We're like, we know exactly what it takes to do that role, and it's like second nature to us now. Mm-hmm. And so we just assume it's going to be second nature to everybody else. But when we go to post that job, right, and say, i got to find somebody to help me in here. Mm-hmm. It, if we post it at all, right, sometimes we just kind of put it out there. Hey, I need some help, and we start finding somebody that might be mm-hmm. able to help. But if we're if we really thoughtful about a job posting, we'll get clear on those big three first because that's what we're trying to match. We're trying to find somebody who can do A, B, and C, or one, two, and three in their sleep and kill it, right? But if we don't articulate it, it's hard to attract the right person. It's hard for them to recognize, oh, that's something that I know how to do. I could do that in my sleep. And, And anyway, we set ourselves up for failure because... We go get the job description from the job board that has the same title as ours because we want to just leverage other yeah. people's stuff. And all of a sudden we get this Frankenstein job posting with like a bazillion activities. We, we need them to do all these things and then we have no clarity and we hire mm-hmm. to that big fuzzy somebody else's job description. And then we hope that it's going to work out. It's, it's horrible
1: for sure. And we see that all the time, you know, or, you know, especially entrepreneurs in that, I mean, they, they probably graduated from hiring like their cousin or whatever, right? So now, right. but but they're still not getting clear, like you said, on the right person. And then when, I'm sure when you come in and coach or um, whoever, you, lo- you take a look under the hood and you're like, well, this person probably isn't the right fit for the exact job tasks that we have in place, right? So how does somebody look at their team And really determine whether or not like this is the person that I can trust besides giving them small tasks. But I mean, Hey, is this the right person? And more importantly, is this the right seat? How are entrepreneurs able to evaluate that?
0: Love that. Great question. Um, So here's the way I would frame that every single leader's number one responsibility is to set the vision. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a huge Jim Collins fan. He says number one, number one responsibility of every leader is to set the vision Mm -hmm. to me and, and this is Jim Collins' framework, but this is this is what I use when I teach people. That starts. Uh, there's three components to setting the vision: it's purpose, it's values, and it's mission. And and I promise this relates to your question.
1: No, it's good. Keep going. Yeah.
0: So every every person on your team would be ecstatic about being part of your organization if they fit with your purpose and they're aligned with those values. Right. That that shared identity purpose and values is what makes our business unique and is the way that a business owner can separate from the business and start to scale it. It's like, oh, it's the business isn't me and I'm not the business. We're we're separate. And the business deserves to have life on its own. And that starts with getting clear on the purpose and the values. And then the very specific destination oriented mission that we're up to next. So how does that relate to finding the right person or evaluating if your current team is the right people? If they're extremely pa- passionate, I mean like lit up about the purpose of your business, then they're a fit. If they operate the way that we operate around around here, if they're, they are our way of being, that's the values. And if they are that, then they're a fit. And if their skill set is aligned with a role that we need to have happen in order to achieve our, our mission, then they're a fit. And without those three things, they might be a nice person, they might have great experience, But if they don't match on purpose, values and mission, then they should probably go somewhere else and and contribute in a meaningful way to somebody else's purpose, values and mission, (laughs) but not here.
1: A hundred percent. I love that. And the same thing, like because we do this every quarter. Right. We we take a look at like our entire team. And I mean, for us, we move pretty quickly. So we tell our students to do it every quarter, but we typically do it maybe like once a once a month, if not sooner, where it's like, okay, hey, like like you mentioned, are they at a minimum, are they meeting their KPIs like are they just doing the job right then are their personal goals still aligned with our goals are they still like does for example I mean we, we teach people how to invest in real estate we teach people how to do a few other things too and it's like because we teach these things sometimes a lot of our salespeople or somebody else might start applying the things that we're teaching and they might outgrow the role and their personal goals are no longer aligned and that's Awesome. Amazing. But unfortunately, you know, it's just not going to be a fit anymore. Um, and then the, the third one, again, is just like are their are there core values aligned with our core values. Right. Have they fallen out of alignment in some way, shape or form? Because, you know, we measure against our core values when we hire people. But, you know, a lot of people, if you do have core values and it's a lot of the entrepreneurs I talk to, you know, especially as they're starting to scale, they might not. Um, but once you have them, a lot of entrepreneurs measure against those when they bring somebody in. But, you know, people change situations happen and they might they might no longer align for whatever reason right and so we have to make sure that we're evaluating those
0: as frequently as possible that's so, a really great practice that you just described i couldn't agree with it more uh, as far as a frequency or a cadence we we always teach people to to just build it right into a quarterly review process mm-hmm. which a lot of business owners and a lot of employees are like you know reviews ooh I, I don't want to <laughs> do that they they kind of hear it as a as a bad connotation Whatever. Throw away all the negative stuff around it. But the clarity is key. So clear on performance, you know, Mm -hmm. for the last period, clear on values for the last period. How are we doing behaviorally there? Mm -hmm. And then clear on development. We said you were going to be doing these things to develop yourself and and we'll support you in that development. But are those things happening? So we, we mm-hmm. want to wrap up the previous period with a nice bow and then we want to prepare to, to have a killer next period, right? And I like quarterly as a cadence. I think an annual review is just a surprise party. It's like so much happens in a year. Yeah. That's, that's a waste of time. Like you're moving fast, just like you said. So let's get clear on where we're moving together over the next 90 days mm-hmm. around performance and development. And if there's any behavior things we need to adjust, let's, let's get clear on that as well. 100%. And
1: I, I keep on hearing the same word over and over again. It's clear, clarity and getting clear. Yeah. I, from yeah. what I've seen, and it's great, but from what I've seen, even with like our companies, with the people that we work with, employees operate the best when there is clarity, even in a weird situation where they might not even agree with the direction. But as long as there is clarity in where they're going, they tend to perform better. It's the ambiguity where we start to lose things for sure. So absolutely you know, now moving into, I just want to know, like, obviously based, even based on the last like 15 minutes, you're extremely knowledgeable. So where did you, like, where'd you cut your teeth? Like, how did you get started in all this?
0: Yeah, so um, whether or not you heard of the company, I, that's less important, but this little wall of shirts uh, represents mm-hmm. 10 years of helping uh, a company called Infusionsoft mm-hmm. back Come in later. the day. Now it's called KEEP, K-E-A-P. Mm-hmm but we grew that business from seven figures to a hundred million in the process. We built an amazing culture. Um, my, my background is, it's it, this, is, I'm going to get geeky right now, Javier, but I, love it. I, I went, I did this master's program called organizational behavior. It's really about the study of organizations as almost like a, a living organism and all the parts have to come together to produce results. Right. And when we're unhappy with the results of our business, we need to, to look no further than the system of our organism, you know, the, the organism or the organization. And so that's that's me. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. And and when InfusionSoft decided to scale, and they went out and got investor money from Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. um, I connected with the CEO and I said, "You've got something amazing. I can help you scale it." And um, he believed me for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> anyway. We we did that. And along the way, we got these awards like top 25 best small workplaces in America right? not mm-hmm. just the local best places to work, but like these national great place to work types of awards. And it's because we we knew how to build the company based on purpose and values.